right, all right, all right. Welcome to another episode of The Close-Up, a part of the Orlando Magic HQ Network. I'm your host, Stephen Cameron, and I'm really psyched for this episode. Um, today, we had Jason Beatty of Orlando Sentinel, the beat writer for the Orlando Magic. Um, he is awesome. We had a great conversation. It was short. Uh, we only chatted for about 25 minutes, but we got a lot in those 25 minutes. Um, reason why we had to cut it a little short was we're recording a little bit later on my side of the country, which is West Coast. He's on the East Coast. It's even later for him. He had a travel day. Um, so we only had about 25 minutes to really get into the conversation, but that's okay. We got a lot of good information and a lot of good um good thoughts and topics on the magic. So um I'm psyched for you all to to hear that chat that we'll get to shortly. Um before we get into the show though, um this podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. The last of the major pro sport leagues is off and rolling and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting actions and contests. So the Magic, they are about to play their first in-season tournament game tomorrow versus the Nets. You could go to Bet Online and put some money on that if you think the Magic are going to win, and you could you could get some money back because if you win the bet, then you you know you you could make some cash there. Um, NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are all in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering nudes, odds, trends, and predictions. Um, those Saturday night fights, when you want to bet on who's going to get knocked out, go to Bet Online. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to Bet Online today and remember to use promo code BLEAV. That's B L E A V. Believe for your first fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, ad reads are done. Oh. All right, now that that ad read is done, let's talk about some Magic basketball. The Magic are five and four through the first nine games of the season so far. Um, they just had a really good game versus the Milwaukee. Bucks. They held the Bucks under a hundred points to ninety-seven. Um, the the Magic were they were at uh, they were early in the third. They were twenty-one points ahead of the Bucks, and you knew the the Bucks were going to go on a run, and it you know to to kind of get things close. And I think at one point it got to around eleven, twelve points. Um, and that's the test I wanted to see for this Magic team. They've been in five crunch time games where they've had double-digit leads, and they've lost them. Um, they've won a few of those games, uh, but they've also lost a lot of those games. Uh, and and that's the trend right now that we want to see the Magic continue to break is dropping these big double-digit leads um, and, and, and losing losing games because of that. We want to see them perform better in crunch time. This game didn't even get to crunch time, so they did a great job up until that point. Now the Bucks, they were missing Damian Lillard. They're still figuring things out because there's been some major shifts within that team um, relatively uh, you know, early to the start of the season. So they're trying to figure some things out. Um, they're still going to be a really hard team in the standings for the Magic to go up against this year. So. Um, 
I was psyched on that win. I, you all should be too. It was a really good win. Um, Anthony Black's been crushing it as a as a starter so far. He's a rookie. He's got he's got some things that have been you know up and down with, but um, you know with Mark Fultz continuing to deal with this knee tendonitis, um, it's it's great to have uh, Anthony Black to just jump right in there. Gary Harris and Mark Fultz have already been ruled out for the Nets game um, on the 14th on Tuesday. They that was announced on Monday. They're on the they're on the road trip. So if they're on the road trip, that means the team believes they could come back and play sometime on the road trip. Oftentimes with this Magic team, if a player is injured and there's no chance of them playing, they won't go on the road trip. We saw that all the time with Jonathan Isaac and and other players uh, the last couple of years. So it's good to see them on this road trip. I do have some concerns. I am wondering about uh, Markel Fultz's knee. I'm hoping that it is something that can get managed. I would love to see what he's got this season. Um, you know, Gary Harris, we we need shooting. Gary Harris is one of our best shooters. Um, and yeah, I want all of our shooters healthy and on this floor at this, you know, and and playing. So let's let's get Gary Harris back in the rotation. Um, shout out to Goga and Anthony Black though, who've been doing awesome filling in for them. Um the Magic have their first in-season tournament game this week against the Nets. Um, and then, again, they have one on Friday versus the Bulls. The Bulls courts have had a lot of fun criticism recently because their courts are kind of funny. Um, but, yeah, we are uh, tomorrow or Tuesday is the third night of in-season tournament group play, which is really cool. Um, I'm super psyched about the in-season tournament, and I, I hope you all are, too. Um, it's going to be a fun experiment this year with it and just kind of see how it goes. Jason and I talk a little bit about that in our conversation. So, um, all right, let's get to it. Jason and I had a great conversation. I don't want to hold you guys back any longer. Thank you for tuning in. Stay up to date with all things that are happening at Orlando Magic HQ. We got Brett doing a lot of really awesome live um, press coverage at home games. I think he's been to almost all of the home games doing live coverage. Um, you know, we got Alan Anthony holding it down on the main HQ podcast that you can hear every week. Um, you got me coming in about every other week with some bonus episodes here and there um, with the close up. And it's fun, man. We got, we got a forum on the website. You can go interact on the forums, which has really been fun. Um, and we're doing game recaps. There's tons of articles going up on a regular basis on um, Orlando Magic HQ. So just check us out. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Here's our conversation with Jason. All right, Magic fans. Like I said, we got Jason Beatty with the Orlando Magic beat writer for the Orlando Sentinel. Jason, man, how's it going tonight? How you doing? It's it's going great. I'm, I'm here in Brooklyn. I'm excited for... Uh... The Magic's first in-season tournament game against the Nets on Tuesday night, and uh, I'm excited to be on this first, uh, this my first road trip of the season. But uh, this this important trip, that, you know, going to Chicago uh, pretty soon and and Indiana as well. So I think this is a big week for the early part of the season, as as big as it can be. And, uh, it's, it's it's great to be in Brooklyn and I'm excited for the first uh, game against the Nets. That's right, yeah, because you weren't able to go on the the West Coast trip, and I I doubt you went on the. It's not surprising you didn't go to Mexico either. Um, 
but but yeah, the first the first big you know road trip for you with the Magic. How are you? How are you feeling? I mean, this is this is you started over the summer, so this is really your your first trip. How how's how's that going for you? Figuring out the logistics. You got you got you got the good crew like showing you the ropes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, it's it's you know I've traveled before previously. You know, at the sure. channel I was a UCF beat writer, uh, right. so I, I kind of have that uh, you know that that road trip life. You know, you're in one city for many more than twenty four, forty eight, seventy two hours. Yeah, it's especially grueling in the NBA, and then uh, you know I got an early flight Wednesday morning to Chicago. You know that's going to be tough for me, but uh, it's just continual adjustment and. Uh, you know, I'm a pretty good traveler, so at least I like to think I'm. You know, just it's just it's so much learning. You know, learning uh, not just about the team, but um, really from a media logistics standpoint, going to new NBA arenas. I'm I'm really familiar at this point with Amway Center. Uh, you know, I've only been to Barclays Center once before as a fan, so sure. I've never been to Chicago, which is exciting for me. So. I'm really looking looking forward to that. And being on this trip just it's just really great. That's awesome. Now you you just mentioned it. The the Magic play their first in season tournament game tomorrow. Um, I've been pretty excited about the in season tournament. How are you feeling about it? And how do you think the team is 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 in is getting ready for this game tomorrow? Have they kind of discussed things differently with it being a different game, or is it kind of all status quo, just another night in the books for them? Like what? What are your kind of thoughts there? Yeah, I think it's kind of mixed. You know, we asked Paolo about this. I went to England and I asked they beat the Bucks. Um, I, I don't remember who asked the question. It wasn't me, but someone asked him, you know, is there is there a little bit more to it? And he's like, well, there is $500,000 on it. I mean, if, if this team, whoever wins the end-season tournament, every player on the team gets something. Right. Uh, there's other incentives for semifinals, quarterfinals, getting to the non and, and you know, for for mega superstars and all these massive contracts, five hundred thousand dollars isn't a lot of money. But for guys who are still in their rookie deals or uh, you know smaller extensions, five hundred thousand dollars or even two hundred thousand dollars for losing in the finals, or even a hundred thousand dollars for losing in the semifinals, or even fifty thousand dollars for reaching the quarterfinals. That's a nice fucking thing, you know, in December. So um, I think there's a mix of you know every game is important. Right, I think with the NBA, with so many games, you kind of feel like okay, it's 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 just one loss or it's one win. You can't get too excited or get too low. But for the Magic, you know, you look at uh, what they were able to do last season and the, and the push late in the second half. If they had started out a little bit better, obviously they were plagued by injuries. But um, you know, you look at them five and four now. They were five and one, and they took some yeah. You know, every game for this team for what they want to do. Whether that's you know reach the playoffs essentially, but whether that's to the play-in uh, or top six seed, um, you know every every win counts. And I think when you have that extra juice, that extra intensity, um, you know Jamal Mosley said after practice on Monday that they've heard from other teams, that, you know there, there does seem to be a little bit of uh, you know extra extra gear involved, I guess. So uh, I think players, um, you know, I, I, they're not going to put too much into it, but I think also at the same time. You know, there is a little incentive to it. Uh, maybe another, just another quarter on top that's, that they're going after. Yeah, it makes sense. And it is, you know, this is the group play stage still. So it's like maybe as they get a little bit further into the tournament, 
that that intensity continues to ramp up for them. But it does sound like you know they're 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 on notice for it and they're ready to you know go into tomorrow like to take the next step. Yeah, um, and then I think personally, you know, it's it's I've seen different uh, opinions on it from fans on social media. I, I I don't remember exactly who said it this way, but um, I think it was Keith Smith who was who does a great job covering pop and whatnot. I think he yeah. tweeted, you know, if you if you don't like the regular season and you find it boring, well, congratulations, you have this in season tournament. And if you're not standing in season tournament, well, guess what? It's still a regular season game. Uh, yeah. You know, yes, they're yes they're playing a, a different looking court, which are those courts are interesting. Uh, but at the end of the day, they're still outside the championship, right? They're all part of the regular season. They still count towards those eighty two games. And for the players, yeah. if they get to make some extra money, I think it's, I think it's a great thing for the league. Is it, it going to be here in five years? I don't. I'm not sure, but I think right now it creates buzz, and, and, and if you have buzz in November like this. Uh, you know, maybe not for the diehard fan, but for the casual fan who's tuning in. I think I think it's a good thing for the league. And and it's cool too because like Adam Silver has been open about like this is the first iteration of it. Like we'll see what we'll see what tweaks and changes we make to it next season. And you know, con- continuing to carry it on just like they made some tweaks with the first year they did the play in to, to uh you know for the end for the playoffs to to where it's at now there was some minor tweaks between year 1 and year 2 to kind of make it a little bit more um uniform and 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 uh, appealing towards the the rest of the league and, and the fans so um we'll see what happens i'm personally pretty excited about it um the first season the first uh magic game i get to watch in person is is the Raptors, uh, the Magic first, the Raptors at home next week um, on the 21st. So I'm, I'm pretty psyched on that. Um, I think for the most part, the courts look kind of fun. It's, it to me, it's fun just seeing something totally different. You know, it's, it, it, it doesn't look like an NBA court. Somebody, no. Some of these really bright ones. I mean, playing in Chicago is going to be interesting. Oh it's yeah, so that court's gotten a ton of negativity around it recently. So we'll we'll yeah. see how that yeah. that one goes. And that one is kind of weird out of all of them. That one, yeah. there's the color scheme was a little little funky there. But thankfully ours is ours is pretty cool with the gray and black and stuff like that, or or the gray and blue. Yeah. So, um, man, BD, we 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 sort of mentioned this, uh, you know, just a, a moment ago. The Magic are, are are five and four right now. They're they're five hundred or just above five hundred. Um, they haven't had this i think they've only had uh, a a 500 record through the first 10 games like two or three times since dwight left that was something that i think philip rossman reich of orlando magic daily tweeted out today and that's pretty pretty cool it's pretty special it seems like this team is really locked in who do you think you know you've been around this team a good amount already um like who is stepping up and being a vocal leader that maybe you weren't expecting to be, um, you know, we we kind of expected Paulo and Franz and Wendell and Fultz to kind of be a voice. But is there anyone that like you weren't necessarily expecting to make an impact in some way on this team, locking in that is making that impact right now? Yeah, I mean, outside of him being a veteran guy, I think it's got to be Phil Ingles, right? I mean, we we knew he would bring back experience to this team that they were lacking for the most part outside of Gary Harris, right? Um, but and I, we knew he was a good shooter, but I feel like some guy that's been brought away of, and maybe even a little bit myself, I'm a little surprised how much he can do as a playmaker and, and handling the ball. Um, and, and I think his assist numbers are way up. 
I think you need to shoot the ball a little bit better from range. That's that's kind of for sure. But um, you know, every it seems like almost every time he's talking to a young guy, for him, most of them are young guys. Talking about <laughs> Anthony Black and and, and uh, you know some of the other you know, you know they're, they're talking on the yeah. sidelines. You know? So um, you know, I knew he would have an impact. Um, I wasn't expecting to be, you know, he, he he's. I mean, the amount of praise he gets from Jamal Mosley is, is really impressive. They're not just throwing this stuff to say it, right? Um, you can tell that these guys listen to him, and uh, and, and I think he's he's also great to be around as a member of the media, uh, which is which is always helpful, which is a plus. But his his uh, impact on this team is is really clear, and they need someone like this in the locker room. His shot hasn't been falling, and um, that's been a buzz around a lot of fans, and I'm sure, I'm sure even media to an extent. What do you think is causing him not to find his rhythm there? And and is is that something? Do you think he's starting to figure out? I, I noticed, like, I think right now for the season, he's like shooting twenty three, twenty four percent from three from you know start of the season to now. The last five games has been closer to to 31%. It's been very low volume and his usage rate is it's it's a totally smaller role than he's he's carried in years past as far as minutes and usage. I guess let me rephrase my question. Do you think that is contributing to him and his shot not falling and do you think it's something that he'll get adjusted to and his shot will eventually fall? Yeah. I think when you're a career 40% or 41% shooter, it will eventually fall. Um, I think the Magic are still figuring out how they want to use him and where he fits in. I mean, obviously with 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 Gary Harris, uh, you know, they're not right, they're just forward, but they're both set shooters, right? We think of them as, as three point specialists. But um, you know, with Gary hurt right now, I think I think Joe provides that shooting where uh, you know, even if he's not hitting the shot, everyone around the league knows that he's capable of doing that. Um and he's really smart. He makes the right decisions. You know, he's bringing the ball down the court at times with the second unit, and I think he plays, uh, you know, really smart basketball. Um, as he continues to adjust, he, I mean, look, we're already nine games in. Uh, you mentioned the past few games, he's hitting a couple of those threes. He's, he's getting good looks, they're just not falling. So um, I think for someone who has such a uh, high uh, number of shots in his career, hit the high volume, right? they're, they're bound to fall. And once they start falling, Teams are going to have to respect him even more. I mean, they already respect him. He already gets enough attention, uh, you know, as a shooter. Uh, but the, the role he plays in the locker room and whatnot, and he's just a really important piece of this team. I think more important than people realize. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty fun. I, I one of my good friends, Luke, is is from Australia, and he's always we we always talk about Australian players, right? Obviously. Joe is from Australia. And so I've, I've kind of had my eye on him for a while and I live in the West coast and watch the jazz and stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's a player I've been aware of for, for a little bit, but it's, it's really fun to see him on our team because it's like, there's moments where you see him talking to guys on the court and they make adjustments based off of what he's saying. And they really will counter like on the defensive end, they'll, they'll counter something on the offensive end and, and, and have good rotation or, or, or make a switch to order to like address the offense that's coming their way based off what Joe has said. Um, there was a game, there was a moment in the, uh, in the, it was during the Hawks game where it was like on the offensive side, he had the ball 
there was a couple moves he could have made, but he really waited just a few extra moments for Goga to get this mismatch underneath the basket. He tossed him like a really nice pass. Goga picked it up clean. Fortunately, Goga didn't get the didn't get the assist there or didn't get the bucket there. But it's like it just seems like he's plays the patient game. He's sort of like a Markel for the second unit, calming things down a little bit, making the smart passes. And it seems like he's really made connections with like Mo Wagner, who's having an awesome start to the year. I think he's like one of the third or fourth best bench unit players that off- offensively in the league so far. So it's been it's been fun to see. Um, you mentioned he's constantly talking to the younger guys like Anthony Black. Let's let's hit on Anthony Black for a second. And and listeners, I know we're kind of moving fairly quickly through this conversation. We we we're on a tight time limit tonight because of my schedule. I, we're starting super late. And so we're just, uh, we're trying to get through a few things. Um, just want to address that as we're plowing through some stuff, but, but Anthony black, man, he is, he has come on just so strong. Um, it seems like coaches giving him a very specific role while he's on the court. Um, you know, he's doing some playmaking, but not all of it. He's sharing that load with, with Franz, with Paulo. Um, you know, with Suggs even, uh, we, 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 but, but Black is still there. He's, he wasn't known as a shooter and he's, I mean, that's still questionable, but he's hitting shots right now. Um, overall, what is your just general thoughts of Anthony Black stepping into a starter role much sooner than anyone ever could have expected it to be while, while Markel Fultz is dealing with his knee issues at the moment? Yeah, there's two things that, that really push that go to that. Number one, he was prepared. He was he put in the work uh, to be as ready as possible. I don't even think he expected. I mean, no one expects him to be the course. I mean, they're just, uh, you know, we don't know when, when, or when, uh, or to whom. But um, you know, I think regardless, you know, folks is always regardless of the team and the coach and the circumstances. They always talk about the best of being ready. And some of that is coach speak, but it really seems like Anthony was ready. For and then on top of that, uh, you know, Coach Coach Mosley clearly wanted to keep that second unit together as much as possible, right? It's why he didn't put in Mo Wagner into the starting lineup. Uh, it's it's why he put Goldman, who's been reliable as well, it seems at times, into the starting lineup with Anthony Black. And I think AB, um, you know, defensively, it's it's clear he's he has a lot of potential on defense. I mean, we've seen it already. He's he's playing well against guys like Trey Young and Luca, and uh, you know some of these top guards. Uh, and then offensively, you talk about a shot. That's been the most surprising development to me. Yeah, I mean that was. I mean, obviously, the corner of three is 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 so you know known to be an easier shot to hit. Obviously, it's the, it's the shortest three possible, but still, to be in an NBA game and 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 start and, and be reliable enough to hit those threes, uh, you know, if he can change to keep that up, teams are going to have to defend him differently. You know, he's hitting open shots. And that was something he talked about, uh, you know, somewhat recently. I asked him about that. And I think he's dealing with confidence as a shooter. Um, you know, he was only a 30% shooter from three in his one year at Arkansas. And he said it himself, I think this past week, he said, um, taking those open shots and feeling confident enough to do so is growth for him. He's noticed. Um, but yeah, he, he's, he's stepped up and, um, you know, he, he, on defense, he keeps his hands up. He plays with his chest. I mean, he he's able to recover. He can make strong decisions, but he seems to really just have great court vision. Both sides of the court, and 
no, he plays off ball sometimes. He's not always bringing the ball up, but um, he just seems really mature and, and really confident with with his abilities. It's super small sample size, right? He's right. we've played nine games and right. he's played five of the nine games, something like that. But I just want to say he's shooting fifty percent from three. Come on, for a team that needs shooting, let's go. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, of I want... course. He, at, at the other time, he still looks like a rookie, right? I mean, sure. Um, he is a rookie, but um, you know, when he was drafted along with Jet, there were a lot of questions, and, and you know, oh. Of course, the Magic needed another guy. Right? That was that right. what I was thinking. But um, look, I think the season it's pretty easy to see why they felt like they needed Anthony Black on their roster. Yeah, and he's he's filling in really darn well for for um you know for the Magic and and posing a lot of really fun uh conversations within the community about the guards and and the future of the team and stuff like that. It's been. I, some people are really extreme on one way or the other, but I've been really enjoying yeah. the kind of taking a neutral standpoint and just like observing and, and, you know, I have my opinions, but it's, it's, it's fun. It's, it's fun conversations to have right now. Um, man. So Jason, like, you know, just a few nights ago, we had a really nice win. The magic had a nice win, uh, versus the Milwaukee bucks. Right. And, and black had a big role in that, but black actually, uh, received a technical on that. I, uh, on that game, it was yeah. He got the technical, and Paulo got the freight flagrant. Got, yeah, or yeah. reverse one of two. Was cool. it seemed like from me? I'm watching it from from my TV, but it seemed like Black was being maybe a little bit more chippy. Was there some like on court banter back and forth between certain players on those teams? Tell me a little bit more about what you noticed there. Yeah, I, I noticed that not just in that one play. I think it was Paolo was going for a rebound. Um, uh, I guess they felt like he made a move to get to the ball that was, I don't remember the exact definition of, of what they consider, uh, you know, to be the flagrant one or attack or whatever, but he made a certain move that they didn't like. And after that play, uh, Anthony came to the defensive ball, which was interesting. I think he said, I think Bobby Ford was involved. And he said yeah. something. And, um, you know, there was another play that Magic put out a highlight the other night, or earlier today, maybe. Uh, and, and I don't remember who pushed Anthony after he scored. But there was one play where uh, it almost kind of looked like Paolo was shooting it, but then out of nowhere, Anthony Black comes in and, and completes the alley oop. And I don't know who was defending him, but he shoved him. He shoved Anthony play. And Anthony said something next to me. That's just another example of. You know, specifically with Anthony, that he's and he's going to let other guys here. But then, specifically between the Bucks and the Magic, there were a lot of moments where the sides were talking back and forth. And I remember specifically, I think it was in the third quarter. I think it was, I know for a fact it was in the second half. There was a, there was a time where, and I don't remember who said something to the Bucks, but I noticed Paolo kind of said to his teammate, you know, just to stay locked in, just stay focused. Don't worry. About there was a lot of it was it was a chirpy, a lot of chirping back and forth between those two teams. So I don't, you know, I don't know what it was like last season or in years past, but it was definitely something that stood out to me. And and with AB, it's just even though he's just a rookie, even though he's still really young, you know, clearly he's he's confident about it, and he's gonna let the people know. It's been a slow build with the Magic and their chirpiness with other teams. There was. Definitely many years where fans were yeah. like, let's be more aggressive. Not not necessarily like, you know, 
bad teammates, you know, and like a bad team. We don't want to get the rap that, uh, you know, you know, the the Grizzlies had last year, but you know, a, a team that could use a little bit more toughness and we gained a little bit of it last year. And this year we've gained a little bit more. And I, I do blame Joe Ingles a little bit because he is like king of trash talk. <laughs> uh, you know, one of, one of those, one of those, one of the kings at least. Not just anything with Joe Ingles, like they, yeah. I think he said it himself during training camp, but he's in practice talking to other guys. And I'm not sure if they were, you know, exactly responding right away, but certainly they were more comfortable with him talking. He's going to let them, he's going to let everyone know what he's talking about. I love it. He said that I himself. love it. I, I know we were like pretty close up to time, but I want to ask just one more question before we wrap up. Paulo and Franz, like, you know, the cornerstone of this team. Um, they've had a little bit of a mixed start. Um, you know, Paulo was really kind of uncomfortable. It, it looked uncomfortable, you know, up until that jazz game when he went off for 30 or something like that, you know, and then he's had a couple of 20 point games since Franz has, has had some interesting moments uh, to start the year too. What do you think it's going to take for those two to fully kind of like find their form, find their rhythm and be those consistent, you know, alpha score playmaking wings that they're, you know, on this team to be. Yeah. It seemed like to me, Paolo was just passive at first. Like he wasn't as aggressive as he could have been the first four. I mean, there were only nine games in. Right. Um, it's, like the it's, first four or so. Yeah, the first four or so. Um, it just seemed like he was being more of a facilitator as opposed to, I mean, he was still attacking the best and, and scoring points, but he was, you know, getting 10, 12, 13 points. I think he had 15. And then, like you said, 30 points. And he's had, I think, 20 points the last three games or so. And that's as well, I mean, you know, that performance against the Bucks, you know, I think they wrote that Franz and Paolo scored eight of Magic's final 13 points. Uh, we talked about closing games out. Those are the guys we need to be scoring. Um, you know, they're, they're both really confident guys. I don't think it's a confidence issue. Uh, you know, they're confident in their abilities to, to shoot shots and, and make plays. And I've been really impressed with Franz, uh, you know, his ability as a cutter. We knew that already, but just to for me to see it up close, uh, that's just been really impressive. And of course, we talked a lot about, you know, there's been a lot of talk about Franz and, and his experience over the summer not winning a FIBA World Cup. Uh, Franz has been quick to point out that these games are completely different, NBA and, and European style of play and FIBA in general. Um, but totally, um, you know, the, those two guys, that's how they, how they go, then I just go, right? I mean, we talked about Wendell and he's eventually going to be back from injury and still figuring things out with Marcel and, and I think Jalen Suggs, we haven't talked about this interview much, but we will in the future, I'm sure. Uh, he seems to be putting things together. But at the end of the day, it's going to be down to Powell and Franz. And again, we're just nine games in and imagine going to the 10th game. And, and Powell at least seems to have figured it out. And, and Franz has been well as well. But they, they still need to, you know, still continue to build that chemistry between those two guys. And, um, you know, I've been impressed with how Powell is shaking off those first four games. Yeah, he's he's definitely starting to lock in a lot more. It still feels like there's something that I don't think it's a focusing. I think it's just more of like an offensive rhythm that this entire team needs to continue to find. Um, it, it, that and will that hopefully bring everyone to the next. It might be because of the injuries. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I, I do appreciate Yoga Bataze and what he's done and his length, and I think he has been reliable enough considering the circumstances. But we've also seen. Uh, 
where Wendell Carter's been missed, his shooting's been missed as a, as totally. a big man. Uh, and Markel Fultz, you know, we still have to figure out how reliable he's going to be this season. So if they adjust the lineups and, and whatnot, well, those two guys are going to still be the most important players in the Magic. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, well, Jason, you and I could continue this conversation for a long time, and and we probably should, and we probably will have you, you know, schedule another time to get you back on the podcast. Um, you know, I, I you know, I hope so at least. And uh, but but for now, it's late. Um, you got a game tomorrow. You got another game the right that right after that. You know, right now we're recording this on Monday, November thirteenth. The Magic play the the the, the Nets tomorrow. Then with the back to back to the to the Bulls, then the Bulls again with then the the Pacers before they come back home. So they're on their their four game road trip. You got to rest up for it before we say goodbye. I mean, you're at the Orlando Sentinel. People should know you're pumping out really good work. Um, but you have anything you want to plug specifically before we uh before we say peace out? Yeah, absolutely. Just you know, be sure to follow me on Twitter at the Real BD on Twitter. Uh, or X, I guess, is not as it goes these days. Twitter.com, we have a special magic, uh, you know, page that, that shows all of our work going on. Just, it's been great to get to know the magic fan base and, and get to know these players and tell their stories. And uh, we're just nine games in, but I'm excited for the rest of the season. We're just getting started, Jason. We're just <laughs> getting started. All right, magic fans, thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Close Up, and we'll see you next time. Peace.